G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne with the financial support of the Community Radio Foundation. We come to you on the Community Radio Network through your local community radio station. Today we hear from one of the National Union of Workers organisers in the chemist warehouse dispute that saw victory for the workers. We talk to Jeff Hoy, Assistant Branch Secretary of the Victorian Maritime Union, about a maintenance contract on the Melbourne wharves that is causing a few waves. Finally, we join as Transport Worker Union members prepare to go on a convoy ride that saw TWU members in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane waving the flag for safety and conditions in the wake of a spike in truck driver deaths since the beginning of the year. But first, some union news. In 2018, on average, two journalists were killed every single week. Yet impunity for crimes against journalists remain at 90%, the 40th session of the United Nations Human Rights Council in Geneva was told on March the 19th at an event organised by the International Federation of Journalists with representatives from European Broadcasting Union, the International Press Institute, Al Jazeera and journalists' unions from Europe and the Middle East governments from every corner of the globe, all urging the international community to adopt a dedicated international instrument to enhance the protection of journalists. The International Convention to Enhance the Protection of Journalists would include establishing international laws safeguarding media workers, specifically including not only journalists, but all the media professionals who are at risk every day from the cameramen to the drivers, interpreters, etc. Allowing denunciation of systematic violations by persons other than direct victims, effectively combating self-censorship, providing for interim measures and an expedient procedure in cases of alleged violations. The Convention not only includes inconvertible obligations such as the protection of journalists against attacks on their life, arbitrary arrest or forced disappearance, but also others so far found only in soft law, like the obligation to protect the confidentiality of journalistic sources, not to misuse national security to hinder the work of journalists through arbitrary detention, and to conduct an effective investigation where crimes against journalists have been committed, capable of bringing to justice not only the executors, but also the moral authors of crimes. A 36-year-old Gold Coast stonemason has become the first known worker in Australia to die from silicosis contracted from artificial stone cutting. Anthony White, who became the face of the silicosis crisis, passed away on March the 9th. He is believed to be the first stonemason to die of the irreversible lung disease since warnings over the potential scale of the health epidemic were raised last year. After working in the industry for more than 10 years, Mr White 
was diagnosed with silicosis in November 2017 after developing a chest infection that would not clear up. He spoke out about the lack of regulation in the industry and urged other tradies to get tested. In a shocking tragedy for the family, Shane White, Anthony's brother, has revealed he has also been diagnosed with silicosis. He learnt of his diagnosis a week ago and has resigned from his job as a stonemason. Both brothers have worked at the same Gold Coast stone-cutting business for over a decade. For the patients at home who are calling triple zero, who are not getting an ambulance in a timely manner, it means that they could die. This could mean patients die at home when they don't need to, and we're not able to get there in a timely manner to help them. We can't provide care for a patient that's sitting in the back of an ambulance compared to providing the care we do at the bedside. People get scared, they get frightened, because they think, well, if this is what I'm coming to, what's the rest of the hospital going to be like? That is part of a new online campaign highlighting the problem with ramping at hospitals in Adelaide where ambulances are unable to deliver patients because of overcrowding and understaffing of public hospitals. Running on the South Australian Ambulance Employee Association Facebook with the script Hear Real Life Voices of Paramedics, Doctors and Nurses sharing their experiences on a health system that is failing to care for South Australians. This is a video we are sharing in conjunction with the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Foundation South Australian branch and the South Australian Salaried Medical Officers Association. We ask the public to join us in calling on the new Liberal Marshall Government to adequately resource the ambulance service and unblock our hospitals before it's too late. In Tasmania, Premier Will Hodgman has been running a review of public holiday entitlements for Tasmanian workers. This is a review that has not included Unions Tasmania or any workers who will be affected. Jessica Munday, Secretary Unions Tasmania, points out that Tasmania has only nine public holidays, while other Australian states have 11. Perhaps the question should be, should Tasmanians have more public holidays rather than the shedding of Easter Tuesday holiday traditional to Tasmania that community and public sector union members are being asked to forgo? Ms Monday went on to say that people spent their public holidays with their families, attending community events or reconnecting with friends they don't see as much as they'd like. They spend money in local businesses that choose to open. Public holidays help keep social connection and this is great for our emotional and mental well-being. We must remember these benefits when we talk about public holidays. The conversation should not just be about what business wants, but what is good for workers and for communities. Unions are assembling for the Australian-wide Change the Government, Change the Rules rallies being organised for April the 10th. The rallies specifically give workers a chance to voice their concerns around the crisis of insecure work and low wages across the country in the lead-up to the May 11th federal election. 
Marches will be held in Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Canberra, Launceston, Adelaide, Brisbane and Perth and many regional centres. To find out one nearest you and kick-off times, go to changetherules.org.au forward slash events. Union members, workers in general and their families are encouraged to join the rallies. Stick, stick together. together. Yeah. Stick together. together. Yeah. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. Over the past few weeks, Chemist Warehouse has been dealing with industrial action at two of its Victorian warehouses and one in Queensland. In a dispute around pay, insecure work and sexual harassment, the outcome for workers has been positive. We spoke to one of the organisers about their win. Uh, yep, uh, my name's Jenna Christie. I'm an organiser with the National Union of Workers. Now, Jenna, you've had a, a great success with uh, Chemist Warehouse. Can you give us a background to the dispute? Uh, yep, so um, I think for the last, Six or seven years, um, the the NUW has been going to um, the chemist warehouse sites to to try and build um, a union out there and try and get some good um, wages and conditions. And um, yeah, so it's taken it's taken a little bit of time, but um, we were able to to build enough strength um, over the last six years to get us to the point where the members decided that it was time to to change their workplace and and for some, some good conditions. So what uh, part do you play in... Um, are you one of the uh, negotiators? Um, I was involved in the, the negotiations. So I'm, I'm the organiser for both the Summerton and the Preston um, sites and, and they are two. They were two separate um, uh, negotiations. Um, and then we also had um, an industrial officer um, involved in those negotiations and all of the delegates. And how did you find that personally? Is that a challenge? Uh, it's all it's all kind of part of the role. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to walk into when you walk into a bargaining room. Um, but it was just, um, I think, once once these guys decided um, that they weren't getting anywhere in the in the negotiation um, room that that. You know, things started to change um, between them and the company. What did they achieve? What did they get? Uh, yep, so um, so in relation to the three um, big points, I guess, um, so the, the members have achieved uh, an enormous um, percentage increase over the life of their agreement of 18 point. 75% um, up to 22.5% depending on the, the type of work that they do and 8.75 of that will be um, immediate so um, from from the uh, approval or the in favour approval of the, of the agreement um, in relation to Job security, um, we were able to secure um, a large number of immediate um, permanent jobs um, for the casuals who um, were standing alongside 
their permanence to, to ensure that everyone was standing together. Um, and then alongside that, um, as well as that, sorry, the, there's um, six months conversion for casual to permanent um, on an ongoing basis. And there's a few other things like uh, people who are working four days can opt to be five days. And I guess on the issue of sexual harassment, there's been a bit of movement as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, and I haven't done my research, but I think where the Chemist Warehouse uh, Agreement is one of the first to, to have um, specific recognition to sexual harassment and gendered violence um, uh, in their agreement and recognised as a, as, a, as a health and safety issue um, and for um, training to be uh, undergone uh, by all staff and um, employees at, at the site, which is really, really massive. Um, I think it all... It's, and I, I hope that it sets a tone um, for, for Australia um, and workers more broadly um, that, that you can take um, an issue like... Um, sexual harassment and gendered violence and, um, you know, have it recognised in the workplace um, as an industrial issue. Now, everybody's gone back to work, so they're very busy? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's uh, plenty of overtime. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time and no congratulations. Problem. Thank you. Stick together. You're listening Stick to together. Stick Together, the yeah. only national program covering workers' stories and union news. A couple of weeks ago, MUA members, Maritime Union of Australian members, employed in maintenance at the Melbourne Ports, rallied to send a message to the Melbourne Ports operator and the new maintenance contracting company that industry rates and conditions were non-negotiable. We spoke to Jeff Hoy, Assistant Branch Secretary of the Victorian Maritime Union, for a look at what's um, at stake. So why we had the uh, the rally down at uh, Lorimer Street in Port Melbourne on um, March 22nd was because we sent them a couple of invites. We sent an you know, look, I'm the official overseer in that area. Um, I sent them an invite to go and, uh, to an open day inspection and um, the Port of Melbourne knocked me back. They basically said, no, go and make your own time, go and make your own appointment. Even though I had prior discussions on March 14th with um, the successful uh, contract one, the embargo one, is we're 146 years, 146 years of stakeholders in the, um, in the Port of Melbourne. Uh, we have a vested interest to ensure that it is by creating secure, safe and well-paying jobs. But where this is starting to stink a little bit and we're a little bit pissed off, you know, there's been no consultation or any activity in the port. The Port of Melbourne, uh, you know, what I can say about the Port of Melbourne is that they're like this kind of elitist regime that sits so far up in their ivory tower. They've lost a vision of what's playing out underneath them. Uh, the employer that won the contract, they, they said a lot less than what the conditions of employment are that are currently being paid as the industry standard. Uh, we're a little bit peeved that the Port of Melbourne haven't consulted with us. Port of Melbourne is securing work contracts to race to the bottom operators as a means of saying they are reducing the costs and that. And um, we just need to hold them accountable. We're kind of over it. So the uh, members, are they the same people working for the new tenderer, the one that has won the maintenance contract for the Port well, of Melbourne? Seven that, there were seven that were made redundant um, as a result of this contract going to a, uh, another party. Yeah. They were voluntary redundancies, um, but our concern is it's a non-union agreement. It was registered in, uh, on 7th of the 3rd, 2006. 
the employee representative that signed it. He's an offshore supervisor with a number of years' experience with the company, and his missus signed it. So it's a little one of those sneaky, um, sneaky agreements that get through the back doors on lower conditions of employment. And we want to have the conversation with that operator, and, and we see that as being the means of actually resolving this. Come in here, have the conversation. Let's pay what the industry standards are. Get the Port of Melbourne in here and basically say, well, look, you know, we've been stakeholders for 146 years. Come and have the conversation. We're not ugly. Uh, we'll have a, a civil conversation. But by the same token, we're not going to be treated as doormats. You're listening to Stick Together, Union News, Workers' Stories. On March the 31st, hundreds of drivers and their supporters took part in trucking convoys to call for the reinstatement of a system of fair rates of pay which they say could stop the death toll from truck drivers from rising. They say that since the federal government tore down a road safety watchdog, 534 people have died in truck crashes, including 115 truck drivers. Since just the beginning of March, 26 people have died, including nine truck drivers. We went down to the start of the Melbourne event to hear from truck drivers, supporters and the Victorian Tasmanian branch secretary of the Transport Workers Union, John Berger. Why is it important to be here today? This is about protecting everybody's jobs, maintaining safety on the roads and making sure that everybody gets paid a fair wage and a fair living expenses so they can keep their businesses running. OK, thanks. Yeah, so why, why have you come down here today? I support the TWU convoy. OK, and, and why is it important? It's important to um, the safe rates. Uh, the federal government um, took it off us, and it's all about safe rates, protecting the truck driver. And how do safe rates connect to safety? Because we've had a lot of deaths on the road, haven't we? That's exactly it. Um, safe rates will, will cut down the number of deaths that truck drivers are uh, involved in. Um, the demands by suppliers, um, manufacturers, for, for drivers to, to speed, um, write lies on their run sheet um, and not have the prescribed brakes they're supposed to have. And the demands on the, on the driver now is just unbelievable. Um, and it's all about safe rates, making sure that the driver starts off goes to work and can't, he's entitled to come home the same way. Not, not be stressed, not be end up in a hospital, not end up in a tangled mess. Now, I know that it used to exist, but uh, what happened was uh, there was a big campaign against it because they were saying that owner-drivers thought it was a bad thing. Ah. Look, owner-drivers now have to run um, unroadworthy trucks. They can't afford the maintenance on their vehicles because they, they've got to meet their unreal demands put on them by the, the transport companies um, and the suppliers and the supply chain to do it. I mean, the big companies, Aldi and um, Coles, Woolworths, um, I must admit, Coles have come down a bit, but the demands they put on the drivers now are just unbelievable. Okay, so you're going to drive through the town? No, we're going over to Westgate, um, over to the other side, then we're coming back, and then we'll sit there and listen to members of Parliament um, from the Labor, Depart- Labor Party that are, uh, obviously Bill Shorten gets in, the um, safe roads will be back in. And he's promised the safe rates will be back in. And it's a, it's a big relief for all truck drivers, whether they be uh, owner-operator or company drivers. I mean, company drivers are under the same demand as what owner-operators are under. Thanks. You're a member of the TWU. Why is it important to be here today? I'm from 3CR Stick Together Show. Oh, beautiful. Uh, just with the uh, 
uh, I'm an organiser actually with them, with yeah. my daughter Shyla who's here today, but I think it's very important that across all economies and, and across all businesses now, um, for many, many years, there's just been undercutting going on and I think anyone that runs a business knows that you can't run a business long term just continually dropping your prices or undercutting and the transport industry's done the same thing. It's There's just too many businesses out there all thriving for the same job and they're all undercutting and there's no safe rates to actually safeguard where someone's at. So there's just too many losses going on. Uh, we're fighting for safe rates in our industry. We've had more than 300 deaths on our roads in the last 12 months, which is uh, why it's critical we're here this morning to send a message to the federal government. It's a national event, isn't it? It is, yeah. We've got convoys in the, uh, each major city across the country. I know in New South Wales they've um, already kicked off this morning. They start a little bit earlier. Um, but all the other states uh, uh, got convoys going. Why is it important to be here today? Oh, it's all about the safe rates and um, making sure that our drivers are safe on the roads and getting the new um, legislation through Parliament. So um, this is what it's all about and hopefully we can get it through and um, get some support today for our drivers. Now, you already uh, did get some legislation through, but then it stopped. Uh, it was squashed, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was squashed a few years back now. I think about, around about 2017 when the uh, Liberal Party stopped the um, the legislation we, just, we tried to push through and we got done over in the, in the Senate, yeah. Yeah. Now, now, the uh, death rate has is proving that uh, there is a complete connection between having safe rates and uh, death rate. Oh, absolutely. As you can see, the stats are there. They're not lying. The, de- the, um, the death rate is very high at the moment with um, our um, trucking industry out there, and that's something we need to stop, and hence why we're here today, to make sure we um, um, absolutely have a zero tolerance on the death rates for our trucks. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, go for it. You're a a delegate. Yeah, I'm from um, from Stick Together Show. uh, And uh, I'm interested in uh, why it's important, why people have uh, taken a stand. Well, basically, we've got to protect our wages, protect our health and safety uh, in the workplace. And, uh, yeah, um, all the bullying around from the bosses and the employees. Um, So, yeah, so it's very important for us to take a stand. So you're you're a truck driver and it's affecting you? No, I'm not a truck driver. I'm, uh, I'm a forklift operator, container, empty container forklift operator. operator. So, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Um, our yard's been, uh, uh, I can say, used and abused by the uh, previous management. We never had a union, never had an EBA. It's only the last couple of years that they implemented the EBA. So it's a, it's a good move. Our wages has gone up. Our conditions are better. Um, so, um, yeah, so, yeah. And that's why you're here to support this change? Yes, yes, definitely, yeah. Thanks. No problem, thank you. Probably more the community I'm concerned about as far as there's more, uh, yeah, the community and um, trucks going too fast and all that kind of thing to get jobs finished, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, the danger. The danger of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the statistics are showing deaths of truck drivers but also a large amount of uh, community members being affected as well. Yeah, yeah. I see you've brought your little girl along to this. Why is it important to bring her along and this issue? Well, it's an important issue because uh, there's drivers out there not being paid enough money, but uh, as for her, she just wanted to come for a ride in the truck. (laughs) It's as easy as that, yeah. (laughs)
It's important to be here today to let everybody know about the struggle that we're having to actually um, uh, change the mentality around transport and set in place some safe rates so the drivers and their families can experience a day at work without any hazards and pressures from, um, I suppose, uh, profit-seeking companies that uh, are willing to take risks um, and force the drivers to do long hours um, to the point of exhaustion, which then um, follows on to the road toll that we see, which is uh, totally avoidable. And um, I think without a strong push, uh, we're not going to be able to change this, but hopefully we're on the right road now. Uh, John Berger, Branch Secretary of the Transport Workers Union for Victoria and Tasmania. Well, we're here today to send a clear message to the federal government that we're not happy about our industry. And we want to make sure that we have some proper regulation in our industry that ensures safety, proper payment of wages and it's sustainable to go forward into the future. In the past 28 days, uh, my understanding is we've lost 27 people on our roads and over the last number of years since the, uh, owner, uh, the uh, remuneration tribunal was scrapped, we've had some 500 plus um, people uh, lose their lives and attributed to truck accidents. Well, there's a number of factors. One is that um, you know, some of our people are asked to um, speed. They're also asked to um, breach their logbook driving hours. Uh, they're not being paid correctly and they've got to do things that are outside the, um, the, the legislation. Correct. The maintenance of vehicles is very important as you would understand and if we're not being paid correctly, uh, well the first thing that will drop off will be maintenance. Well if you've got the employers like Toll, Infox and TNT and Star Trek, uh, they all pay uh, very good rates of pay. It's the second tier companies that are uh, you know, not paying the correct rates of pay and then you've got people underneath that that subcontract to them as well. Well, trying to have that life balance with their family is a very important uh, issue for us and some of the uh, mental health issues that we come across in our industry uh, is uh, quite complicated and people are working hours that are longer than what they would ordinarily work, well then that life balance is going to suffer significantly. Uh, it's only getting increasingly worse because of the gig economy that's now entering into the market is going to increase the, the road freight task uh, as the years go on. We're looking to reinstate the regulator or have a regulator in place that will assist us with people who have got issues um, in their uh, employment relationship with their employee, whether they're an employee or an owner driver, um, those issues still remain the same and we want to be able to have a mechanism in place that can address those issues. And do you think that's a necessarily a big ask? No, it's not. Um, we actually had it in place for some time, um, but the... Uh, Morrison and uh, his crew at the stroke of a pen overnight wiped out that legislation. Um, had that legislation still been in place, we wouldn't have as many people die on our roads uh, as have in the past. That's it for Stick Together today. Thanks to Jenna Christie from the NUW, Jeff Hoy from the MUA and John Berger from the TWU for being part of the show today. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or on iTunes and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 9419 Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Until next time, stick together.